You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. Hey, what's up? This is Chadis from Hell Yeah and Mudbane. This is Ron Bumblefoot Fall. Hey, this is Bo Ran Wild. And this is Daniela Clark. This is Johnny from Art of Dying. Hey, this is Mixie from Stitched Up Heart. Hey, this is Nick Reese from Joyous Bowl. Hey, this is Josh from Badflower. Welcome aboard the shit making way. Fuck! Hey, this is Ralph Sutton. This is Aaron Jones. What's going on, gang? Zach Wild here. And you're listening to Making Waves, the Ship Rock Podcast! Making Waves. Welcome to Making Waves, the Ship Rocks podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media family and the fastest growing rock music podcast in the world. We have nearly 6,000 downloads this year alone, and our community is larger and more involved than ever. Thank you so much for your support, and remember to review, rate, subscribe, and share. Uh, tonight, we are joined by, well, veterans of Ship Rocks. 2009, Oh my God. Don't even remind me. Um, anyway, CJ and Jason from drowning pool. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate your time tonight. Hey, thanks for having us on. Yeah, man. And so, Hey, let's just start, uh, sinners going to vinyl here for a six, six, six special edition coming up. How in the hell has it been 20 years to that album? It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't feel like it. Uh, I have no concept of time. And I think a good portion of the touring might've been a blackout era in my life just because it's so much fun. Just like from all the fun I was having. Sure. Uh, yeah. sure. Just, yeah, just an overwhelming amount of fun. Just totally just wiped your memory. I'm blinded by the fun. Yeah, yeah man. 20 it's, years. I cannot believe that. It's been quite the roller coaster ride. And I, I'm so great, uh, grateful and thankful and appreciative that we're still here rocking it, man. It's been a, uh, it's been a long ride with, you know, Mike, Steve, and myself, and of course, with Jason Moreno now, um, we're very passionate about music. Our whole life has just been that lifestyle, and it's just been all about, you know, writing songs and having a great time performing for, for the fans and hanging out with everybody. Which which leads me to ask Jason. Jason, you've been with the band now going away eight, nine years? Yeah, I think it's going yeah. on nine years. You obviously have your own albums with the band under your belt, but what's it like sometimes they have to go back and revisit some of those sinners things that you have to then interpret your own way, or do you kind of try to play it close to the original? How do you go about that? I try to play it as close to original as possible. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't need, I don't feel a need to insert myself or create some kind of uh, angle. Those songs, mm-hmm. uh, the sinner songs are Dave's songs and I just want to honor Dave's legacy as best I can. And it sounds cheesy, but that's the real deal. Holyfield, man. I, I don't, I don't want to change those in any way. No, there's, it's, there's nothing cheesy about what well, a respect and B <laughs> it's an iconic album and right. you, you have to honor it. And that such, and speaking of, and I've got to ask you guys, because I very rarely talk to a band that actually has a bonafide anthem in their catalog. If you guys stop tomorrow, and I know it's been, you probably spoke about it a million times, but bodies, the fact that that thing, it's got legs forever because it resonates, what, 20 years ago as it resonates today. It's amazing, and man, how that song is. Yeah, to have an anthem, an actual anthem under your belts, we all know it from wrestling and everything else. And, the, and obviously the military have used it quite, you know, to kind of get pumped up for their trips and everything they've got to go through. But it's beyond that. It's just something that I think everyone uses for their Monday morning drive to work. It's a workout song. Man, we're so fortunate with that. Yeah. You know, we went in that room, just any, like every other local band here in Dallas, Texas, just doing your thing, writing your songs. And, and it was very, just, it was very natural. Like anything, we walked in there, brought a case of beer, started writing a song. And uh, there's little inspiration behind it. I don't know if this story has been told um, so much live with everybody. Um, I think probably some of the lyrics that were, you know, we're influenced by, if you will, we had a, a, some friends of ours that would come to our shows and, you know, at that time we had maybe five or six people in the crowd that was, you, you know, you, 
your girlfriends, maybe your wife and like one other person. And we had a friend of ours that just wanted to stage dive and there was nobody there to catch him. And he, and he face planted on the floor and smashed his leg. And I think that kind of inspired Dave to, to let the bodies hit the floor. I mean, we were just jamming out like any other thing, like any other day. And uh, it came, like I said, it came across naturally and, and, and real. And it's just amazing to me. And I mean, we all want that, especially here locally. And, and for every man to have that song that lasts and, and that song, man, it's just, it just keeps going and going. And there's so many different ways it gets interpreted. I just never knew it would be like that. And again, so eternally grateful for that. And now still having fun with it. And Jason in the band having fun with it. And man, I look forward to, to every night playing that song. And a lot of bands get kind of weird about songs and hits and stuff like that. Like that song is so much fun to play. I can't wait to play it every night. There was one show, we do a lot of stuff with the USO, like you said, and, mm-hmm. um, and with the Army. And we played that song. We played like two times, or like three times, because some of the troops came in, saw the show and had the fly out and then other ones came in so they didn't get to see the beginning of the set so we wound up playing it a few times throughout the set so everybody got to hear it so it's just that much fun man we wanted to play. i think we played like three times that night but you know it's some it's, spinal it's, tap shit but like fucking it's, it's like, it totally makes sense you know it's the, it's the it's the version of like this is when you're supposed to do it i never heard anybody say that before i, I didn't even think about that a Super cool of you guys to do. B, how fucking cool is it that that you have a song that needs to be heard by the entire audience? And C, like, now you're in a situation where, like, I just wanted to say with the record in general, you guys are getting to, like, sell this this vinyl, limited copies from your guys' store, uh, like, separate from a label or anything, right? So you, you're actually, if I understood that, if I'm understanding that correctly, I should say, you're actually able to, like, service those people, those fans, in another special way that, who, shit, who would have thought that would have happened, you know? Yeah, I want to do so many special things for the anniversary, and, and it, it started with uh, with the coming out on vinyl, which is great, and then um, we're going to do a special editions that we're only going to have at our shows in the merch booth, and we're going to tie a lot of great things into that, and we're literally getting, and just for fun, man, you know, we're all my Iron Main fans, it's rock and roll, mm-hmm. Our manager just threw out, hey, that's 666 copies. You know, Dave was always like, you know, unlucky 13, 666. So we're just having fun with it. Um, but we have special editions and a lot of stuff that we have. I have a few things, personal mind stuff in storage that just it has Dave's name on a signature. And it's, you know, I don't want to just sit there and collect those. That's something that, um, mm-hmm. you know, if the fans like memorabilia, something that they would, I know they would have on their collection as well. So we want to do special things. We're putting that together now. But there is a, um, a red vinyl version that we're only going to have at our shows at the merch booth is the only place you're going to get them. We've got a number of all, of course, um, we're doing stuff with Revolver as well. And they're going to have this awesome turquoise um, versions of their own. That's going to have their own special thing with it. And then of course we'll put it out, um, you know, on its own, man. So I'm so happy that's actually happening right now as we speak. And, and, and I wanted to do something amazing. You know, we're very, again, very fortunate. It is a fun record to play. We play the songs every night. Um, I say now again, it was a little good two years pause before all of us play music. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting out there, man, and, and playing these songs again live for, for our fans who've seen it before. And again, um, something I didn't think about, we always, we're still getting new fans. They're like, oh, I just heard that new song. Let the body sit the floor. Like 11 year old kid comes up. It's like, hey, I just heard this new song. It's awesome. So it's cool to, to, to keep it going like that, you know? Yeah. I, I tell you, you should do the drowning pool fan challenge and, and, and a special surprise for anyone who gets every color variation of the, of the, of the vinyl. Yeah. You get, you come yeah. to shows for free for life. There, you should you should also use a TikTok you. marketing plan or something like that. I was just thinking like, oh shit! I mean, let the bodies hit the floor to be a perfect like clip for like those you know like how those songs continuously like grow and grow and grow into that in, on that plat, platform just by people doing so, like a dance, right? For instance, it can it can make a song, an old song, breathe a whole new. Fleetwood Mac is a perfect example of the holiday. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I think one of the funnest thing, one of the funnest things, Chad, is obviously when you guys, someone just superimposed the song over the church services where all the Benny Sins and all those guys are like, (laughs) that's the best, man. You're healed. You're healed. So, speaking of tour and you guys doing special stuff for your tour, you got a big one coming up with some old friends with uh, Brothers in Arms with Il Nino and Head PE. How did this come to be? Oh, man. You know, I'm so. I mean, you're the dude. Excited. You're like <laughs> this is like old school, old school stuff. It's old school, man. I've, I've known Dave Chavari since day one, and and, and Jared from Happy as well. Like Happy, let us open up as a local band. It's like '98, '99. Um, we played with them. We played with Kitty as well when they were just getting started and kicking it. I've, I've been a a fan and friends with those guys for 20 years. Dave Chavari actually lives not too far from here, and we you know we still do family stuff together. It's crazy. So this is. I'm so glad this came together. We've been talking about this for a few years. Um, between Jared and and Dave, and now it's just the perfect time for all of us because it's also 20 years 
you know, for El Nino's record and, and for NPE, and they also have music, music coming out as well. So um, the fact that we all could come together, I mean, it's like true family and friends, and we did come up at the same time. So, um, and we're all still kicking it, surprisingly. But um, no, the real secret, if you want to know the real secret behind it, I was just trying to get some free tickets to Head PE and El Nino. So I figured if you want us, I don't have to buy it. I can just watch them every night. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so That's great. Jay loves yeah. <laughs> So okay, those both you bands mentioned just they got new stuff coming out. You want to peel back the curtain on any of the stuff you guys are working on? Yeah, you know, I thought today I could give the big the big dates and time, but um, we do we have a record we've been working on so hard, man. The last five years, I've never worked on. We've never worked on anything hard in our lives. It, it just so happened at the time we started working on this new record coming out. Um, we had you know got off label, we're independent for a little while, changed management. Um, we wrote these songs, we recorded it on our own, and then we had time to reattack them, and then COVID happened, so we had time to sit on them again. So we, these songs have, you know, they've been worked on and gone through the machine, like we, and I, I don't know, I've never been more solid in, on anything in my life than this record. Like, we really put our heart and soul into it, and now's the right time for it coming out. Everything's going to come up probably next week, probably by Monday, Tuesday next week. Um, we'll give the dates and all, but we have new songs coming out mm -hmm. this year, we have a new record coming out, we're on a new label. And we want to just announce that all at the same time. But that's happening. Like, it's happening. It's finally happening, man. Man, isn't it exciting, though, to, to, to be, what, 20 plus years into your career and all these really cool things are still happening? Like, hey, new label, new this, new that, you know? Dude, we've been You're punched. evolving. We've been punched. Mm -hmm. and that's like everybody does. I'm sure. I know all of us have been through it, especially in the music business. It's been a roller coaster ride of, um, you know, we had, the, you know, we had a few, obviously, singer changes label changes, management changes to, to get to where, yeah. you know, we wanted to be like to get, you know, you have to, sometimes you got to take a step backwards to go two steps forward and, and get the right people involved. I mean, getting Jason Moreno has just been the biggest game changer. He's been in the band longer than any other singer. We've done three records now with him, more mm -hmm. records than yeah. any other singer. And the thing I love, and I want to highlight about this new record real fast and touch on it. Um, something, thank you, Jason, for having the time to do this with us, but Jason mm -hmm. thinks, has such a range. Um, the, the projects he did before local bands here in Dallas, he's done a lot of projects, you know, Jason singing in E, singing in D, singing in C, you know, adrenaline pool, I, I write a lot of stuff in C or, or, or B, but that's kind of limiting to what Jason's capable of. So with this new record, uh, the idea was let's take each song and see what key um, is best for, for Jason to come across and express what he's feeling on the song. So to take the time to do that and have the time to do it was great. So we have five different keys on this record. And it really highlights like this song, you know, I can just write in the key I always like to write in, but with Jason, if it's in like drop D, it just comes across more powerful in E. So that's a big highlight. Um, it's something we're probably gonna continue to do with Adrenaline Pool. I mean, well, like from E all the way to drop A, um, we cover the whole game. And, and there's a lot more singing. I mean, there's way heavier stuff. We definitely did the thing like we do on center. Um, there's a lot of singing on, on, on the center record. On the last record we did, man, we just went all out metal on Hallelujah. So this one, we showcased Jason doing a lot of singing and uh, also we went even heavier. So. Yeah. yeah. I love hearing that uh, as a, as a vocalist myself, uh, when our band when Wilson used to write, it was like the set the our guitar player and I, you know, we sat down and we wrote all the time. Like, Hey man, you know, towards the end of our, of our, uh, of our stint, I was like, can we try this shit in like E or we can, can we try this in a different key? And then when we started to actually like, think about the soul, the soul of the song, what, what was actually coming through, finding the space for the vocal to sit on top of the, the guitar or how it played and married with each other. It was, was so much more enriching and fulfilling. Uh, Jason, how do you, how do you feel about those changes as a vocalist? Yeah, man. Well, I mean, to be honest, uh, you know, especially with a new record, it wasn't, you know, you know, CJ's a, a music writer and also he writes vocals and the same can be said of Steve and the same can be said of all of us. So there were songs, uh, collective that, you know, CJ wrote and a couple of keys. I brought some songs and, and some keys and Steve did the same. And I, it feels pretty natural to me. That's the way we've always worked. I guess I don't necessarily identify strictly as a vocalist per se when we're writing songs and just, you know, as, as any writer, just getting experimental when I hit a wall, you know, Personally, that's when I'll jump in, in keys and experiment with different tunings and stuff like that. So it feels it feels refreshing to be so free. But, you know, as long as I've been in Drowning Pool, it's always been pretty free. And we've always really been you know, organic with what we do and never really been married to one certain key or one certain approach. Or as CJ touched on before, 
you know, my first record was super produced and a certain way Then we went really heavy on the next one. And the Slater record, I think is a perfect marriage between, you know, hard rock radio, if you will, with, you know, I, I could argue that on this upcoming record is the heaviest Stratton Pool song ever. Oh, that's heavy right. song yeah. ever, man. But it's also more singing than ever before, too, man. It's we definitely had time to expand like that, and I hope the fans like that. I've been a Led Zeppelin fan. I'm sure everybody loves us. Who doesn't love Led Zeppelin? And it's amazing through their career how they start out blues. And they, the thing that I love about them is how they touch on different styles throughout their career. It's still Led Zeppelin as the core, but they were able to do so many different styles and bring so many different things to music and keep it interesting. I mean, you're always going to get your Led Zeppelin, and that's kind of how I think where we're at now with Drowning Pool. It's like you have that. We're going to play bodies for you, but. Look at look what else we can do with this, and, and and look with Jason Moreno. I mean, Jason's got to think about this. Jason comes on stage, he's singing Dave Williams, and he's nailing it. He's got to do you know some stuff that desensitize with Jason Gong Jones. He's got some rhyme combs, and he brings his own thing to the table. So we wouldn't get a guy who couldn't cover all that and then some. So it's great again on this new record coming out. How we um you know really put thought into that and just really showcase um all the styles we can do within a record. Yeah. I love that. What's, I love hearing the yeah. teamwork there too, you know? That's What's the pressure like for you guys when you come out of the gate so strong and then the expectation is, well, the expectation is that album repeated ad nauseum and you want to evolve. What is, is there a certain pressures or is that when you start going, you know, or, or do you, when you, when you come out of the gate so strong and have great sales, you have a platinum album on your debut. Do you get leverage to kind of say, Hey, this is what we're going to do. Well, for us, it was a different experience because we did come out strong. I mean, I'm still, again, blown away and, and, and grateful and thankful that, you know, we went gold and went platinum, like in 11 weeks, mm-hmm. something nuts like that. And I went from zero to, uh, we were doing Ozfest at the time and I couldn't walk anywhere without somebody coming up and, and you know, MTV was playing the video and they're just like. Uh, well, you're very distinctive looking, CJ. So that. And, uh, it's just yeah. a little bit more gray up in there, but that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I, say I think I spilled something on my, on my beard. <laughs> And then we had that ripped out from us when, when unfortunately they passed away from heart disease, mm-hmm. cardiomyopathy. Sure. Um, and then we got back up and we didn't have the exact right combination of, uh, of guys. And then we dropped off again. And then we got new management, another record, Ryan Combs, you know, that started off taking great, t- took off great. And then it, you know, it did its thing and I had a great time and great songs with him, with Ryan. I was him and so all the best. And, and, you know, we just, it still wasn't there yet until we landed, you know, 2012 with Jason Moreno. And we felt like, and we are like a band now and strong and there, we can, like Jason was saying, we have the freedom to do what we all want. We're all songwriters. Mike Luce brings songs. Of course, Stevie brings songs and lyrics. And so does Jason. So do I. So it's, it's great to have four guys bringing content and being able to um, keep that core sound, but also expand on it. So no pressure or anything like that. I, I you know, the fans, like they know bodies, they want jamming songs. We'd like to jam out like anything else. No pressure at all, but it's also, you know, at this point, man, we're, we're it's entertainment, man. We love doing it, and we love rocking on yeah. stage, love bringing the metal in it. That's that's exactly what we're doing, especially on this new record. It's always, it's always the Metallica conundrum where they the kids don't like what they haven't done because it's not Master of Puppets times twenty. Yeah, you go, hey, man, we're going to play Master Puppets. We're going to play Battery when you see us live. But guess what we're going to do? We're going to do these kind of like acoustic songs for a while, and you're going to enjoy those as well. So you just have to trust your fans. Yeah, man, the fans are the best, dude. I've, you know, I've hung out, and they know, and you guys know, man, I hang out. I love hanging out with everybody. I love mm-hmm. talking to everybody. I love hearing their stories. I, I, man, I've met some great people on the road. I've made some best friends in my life, you know, at the shows, hanging out. I mean, they love rock music. We love, we're all lovers of music. So we're all here at the same time to, to celebrate and, and enjoy it together. Um, I'll be out there, dude. I'll, again, the tour coming up, El Nino and Happy, uh, two of my favorite bands. So I will be watching them every night and then going mm-hmm. on stage and playing. I'm going to be so worn out, man. I'm going to be beat up, but I'm going to be ready to go. I'm ready. Let's get in the gym, Jay. Ready. My last two shows, he's just showing up in tatters. He's had and tattered and torn. He's like, yeah, hey, give me a moment. <laughs> I need to use the bathroom for a second. <laughs> I saw you guys are playing Machine Shop. I'm here in Michigan, so I'll be uh, I'll be definitely uh, uh, participating in uh, some of that. Um, uh, giving you some of that tattered and torning, if you will, uh, myself. Don't yeah, man, Machine Shop's always great, dude. This whole tour, and and we're coming together. We're coming out big and strong. We're doing the set list. We're gonna have all the bells and whistles. We get the big lighting package. We want to do want to find the big show for everybody. It's great to be able to come out again. It's been. You know, again, a good five years since we had the chance to, to get back out and do the, the, the big tour. It was just be, between everything happening in the world. So, uh, 
Yeah, man, we're bringing it hardcore, man. I know, I know Jared and Dave, man, they're going to ready, you know, El Nino and Happy are ready to bring it too. So you're going to have all these, you know, awesome, you just middle-aged men just, you chad brought up a good point he said he, he mentioned machine shop without playing favorites but playing favorite is there a certain room or venue in in in, in the states at least that you enjoy playing that you kind of walk in there and go yeah this is going to sound good tonight it's tough because um they're also good at, and I'm I'm kind of, I'm a little bit of a, a whack job on this one, um, and I'm, I'm this is you know kind of a little bit of my personality. I do like the challenge, like when we're in the studio working on the, this new record too. There was a few parts and things that had to be done. It's like got to shit on the fly, like people's you got to back in the corner, you got to get it done, boom, and make it happen. So like for me, I've had so many great shows, and we've had so many great tours. Like I kind of like when something does go wrong, I, I like to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. So I guess I like the rooms that are more challenging or like sometimes you roll up someplace and like only have the PA is working. How are we going to make this happen? How's it going to work? So I wouldn't say a favorite venue as much as like, um, it's just, it's fun for me to overcome those challenges to get your show happening. Sure. sure. I don't know, man. I'm weird. Thank you for the democratic <laughs> answer. Thank you. Look at old CJ trying not to get canceled over there. Check it out. <laughs> oh, man, I love playing in hometown show, man. We have a show coming up. I mean, you know, we always play trees and we do tours of thoughts every year in Dallas, Texas, and we're going to continue to do that forever. We love Clint. Um, thank you so much for always having us. And, uh, but, you know, it just came up on this tour since it's a package deal. We're going to play it at the Granada Theater, which is a um, famous theater here. And oh, Mike's uh, Theater, right? Yeah, I was living up the street from there for the last couple of years. I just moved to Rockwell, and I've seen so many bands there. And Drenopool was going to play there in 2004. It was going to be our last show with the Jason, and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the night before that, him and I just... How many swords in here? I can show you exactly. There you go. There you go. Um, so so you moved to Rockwall, huh? Rockwall, man. Right that's on good side of Hey, you know, it's a good place for family, so good, good move. And I got a whole lot of that, and I love them all. There you go. Far enough away from the, from the city, but not too far. But not too far. I have another venue question yeah. I want to ask. You mentioned the, the bodies story, right? Yeah. Um, it, just out of, curious, out of curiosity, because I, you know, I did spend some time in Texas. What room was that that you're from? That, that was the Vampire Lounge. I'll never okay, forget. don't know that one. Uh, is that where where was that at? Where, 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 where was that at? It's oh, right Skillman. up in Rose and Skillman. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you remember the Vampire Lounge. A lot of great Great shows there. We kind of cut our feet there, man. They let us do whatever we wanted back then. That's when we first got Dave in the band and we, we did a lot of wacky stuff. I have so much uh, VHS video, big camera on my shoulder stuff. And uh, I love to put out, man. We have, I have a lot of like high eight stuff to, um, well, this is time for, for a little drowning pool vision. You got to put that out, dude. There you go. A little, little nod to dime. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's great you should you totally should be putting something at putting it uh, yeah, lo-fi there. works people lo-fi works you know kids nowadays they just want the content they're not worrying about like you know they don't need 4d quality for everything right <laughs> and we did shows with jason back to do a suicide hook drowning pool opened up for suicide hook. we went on before j money back in the day plastic tongue plastic tongue sorry plastic tongue and then plastic tongue that's yeah. interesting that's funny yeah like, to go from uh you know, I guess I, it can't be called the new guy anymore because it's been damn near 10 years and all. But, you know, it's not like I haven't known you guys since before you were signed and, and, you know, knew Dave and played the same rooms you guys played before you were signed. And you guys were competition back then. And we, hey, just saying. We were in competition. I don't know what the hell I was I doing. was a hater. I'll admit it. I see my hair. I have his hated tail you guys back then. Hated <laughs> Hey, so, 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 okay, you guys have known each other for a long time before really, before Drying Pool took off and got on the national stage and, and, and everything from the, from the scene there. After Dave, when you were looking for new singers, was Jason ever consideration right then? Or did you, was it just kind of one of those things where you kind of had to piecemeal it until you kind of came back to did it? You, did you send stuff in at that time, Jason? I think you said you did, right? I did not. You didn't? Did not. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of a mess at that time, man. It was probably a lot of good singers that sent stuff in. And I was just, you know, it was a dark time for a minute. And um, sure. we wanted to find. So, I mean, you know, Jason Gong Jones, to, you know, to his credit, man, he had a strong voice. He came out strong. And and it was, yeah, also, you know, he kind of came into it. For Mike, Steven, myself, is we really had to, like, 
it, it joined us together even more as far as songwriting and, and lyrics. We all started bringing lyrics to the table because when we started out with Drenable, it was just like, I play guitar, Steve play bass, Mike play drums, they wrote the lyrics, but um, it kind of made us a, a stronger band, you know, in mm-hmm. hindsight and, and uh, just that search to, you know, to yeah. be better, better yourselves. And, and you know, if, if you're like you guys, man, um, it's like, I don't know. You just, you, you want to, if you have the opportunity to play music and write music for a living, you want to do the best you can do at it. And you want to give people sure. great music. Um, that's, yeah, that's absolutely. absolutely. But you're also expressing how you feel and, and, you know, we all can relate to these feelings together. So, uh, you know, here we are, man, they just by fate and just, you know, the way things rolled out, man, landing with Jason, man, he's such a nice guy well, when we met him. I mean, great singer. To be fair, you know, Dallas is a somewhat small scene. So, you know, there was always speculation and you always get the guy, oh man, you should go try out, you should do this and you should do that. But um, I think the timing would have been off. I don't think I was ready, I can admit it. So uh, when I came into the band, I believe was the perfect time for me to come into the band. And uh, I learned a lot from the guys. So I think, I think I'm happy with how it happened. That's great. The timing of it. Time is everything. Hey, well, what we're saying, hey, well, welcome everyone Facebook Live. We are now live, guys. So, uh, you know, um, we'll sit up straight and we're still live. We were like not a minute ago, and now we fucking are. We're totally live. It feels good. Hey, hey guys, real quick, uh, before we, we continue this conversation, guys, I, I missed the commercial break. I feel so bad. But anyway, I'll go ahead and mention it. Hey, guys, thanks for joining our podcast and uh, thanks for joining us every week. Just a reminder, few cabins are still available for a Shipwreck 2022 sailing out of lovely Galveston, Texas to Cozumel, Costa Maya with, uh, well, our heaviest lineup for sure, including Lamb of God, I Prevail, and the gentleman here, CJ and Jason from A Drowning Pool and many others. Uh, guys, go to Shiprock.com if you want to get one of those cabins or you could probably find a cabin mate if you want to share something. If you want to come solo, you're only solo for about 10 minutes and then you got every friend in the world available to you. So anyway, we'll continue with our conversation with uh, the gentleman here from Drowning Pool. And again, everyone welcome. And before we kick back in, remember, go ahead and concoct or create your best walk the plank question. And if we choose it, you will win a $50 gift certificate to the Shiprock store, the merch store. And... And Justin's and. shirt. You're gonna wear. You're gonna win the shirt that he's wearing right now. We will mail it to you, postage free. Yeah, dude. Uh, you guys are giving away my fucking lamp, my furniture, everything. <laughs> I'm left with nothing. Well, I actually gave it away, brother. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't have a soul, so you can't give that away. Yeah. Anyway, next up is that couch. It's going. Yeah. Go. So guys, uh, if you're joining us just right now, and if, if you haven't been paying attention, we've been putting stuff up uh, about the guys. They're getting ready to go on their big tour starting here in September. A big Brothers in Arm tours featuring uh, Will Drowning Pool, Il Nino, Head PE, and uh, remind me the fourth band that you got on the on the bill with you. Well, so we have uh, Rock and Islands, man. They can put me on the spot. We have uh, <laughs> Stephen Glansbury and the Glansberries. Just, just show up early, guys. Just show up. <laughs> Electric Empire. Electric Empire. Oh Is that God. it? Those guys are going to kick ass. They were just at the house last weekend. We were barbecuing. I'm not even kidding. It's okay. It's Maybe they didn't hear so many new stuff, too. It's so good, man. <laughs> it's so good. I don't know if I can tell you what the cover they were doing, but it's a cover song I I was interested in doing it at one point with us, and they wound up killing it. So I can't wait. Is to it Take On Me by AHA? It is not. Okay. All right. Had to ask. That's a good idea, though. That's a good. That's, that's a solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do that? Are you gonna put that out? No, I don't. I don't know if Jason wants <laughs> to do that one. Anyway, guys, so make sure to like, check it out. In. Uh, Heard it. it also, <laughs> guys, uh, the Sinner album, their debut platinum album, is going to be coming out on vinyl. Um, six hundred sixty-six copies. Very special. You can get that through Drowning Pool. Is that DrowningPool.com, CJ? DrowningPool.com. But we're just going to really. Um, I just love being personal with fans and and my whole thing. I'm just, well, I just want to bring it on tour with us. So you come to the okay. show and we'll have it there. And I want to put a link to the new record. So if you get that one of the vinyls, you get the new record along with that. Um, there's a bunch of special stuff I want to make this. Uh, I don't want to make a special round of cool guitar picks that I have that has a center design. I, I did one little small thing back in the day and I want to kind of reissue that just everything special with it, man. It's going to have a lot of stuff involved in it. I'm still making, I got this big list and they're trying to wheel it down, but I'm just trying to keep it bigger. 
Yeah, absolutely. So check that out. And then next week, I guess they'll be announcing all the stuff on the, the new album. They've been new working album on. release, new songs, yeah. new label, all those fun stuff. Lining that all up. But it's happening. So we'll, con- happening. we'll continue. So guys, uh, Jason, I don't think you've been on yet. I don't think you've been on Ship, Ship Rock, but Drowning Bull has. You guys helped, like we mentioned it before we went live. We 2009, you guys were been there since the get-go with us. Did you tell them about how it started, though? It was only half the boat. The other half the boat were elderly couples freaking out why the other half the boat were all these metalheads with chains and and, and boots on when it's summertime on the beach. What are they doing (laughs) with boots? I have my boots on and everything, man. It's so funny because I can literally went with a speedo. Like, oh my god, who are these people? You know, yeah, man, they were tripping out, man. It was a wild time that person for sure. And I've been very fortunate. Um, and I definitely want to thank Danny Hill as well, you know, with the Stowaways. Yeah. I have to play with yeah. so many great musicians, um, so many great times. The last, I think, like four years, is it? I'm going to say, CJ, it. you're like a fucking, you're, you're like a staple every time. Every yeah, dude. Yeah. If, if, if I don't see that woman. chain wallet, if I don't see that chain from his belt swinging, I'm like, what are we, am I, am I in the right fucking boat? Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, dude. I lose all my stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you are you're not kidding. You take the time to talk to like I've watched it. I've watched it. You, earlier we were talking about how you you take so much time um, to really s- s- you know speak with the fans and share stories, especially of of their how they found out about the band or their memories from even back in the center sinners uh, era. And I've seen it in front of me multiple times on that ship. I've I've seen you be stopped, walk two minutes, stopped walk two minutes, not even two minutes, two steps, walk, you know, like you, you are the real deal. It's, 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 it's always encouraging to see stuff like that. Man, it's great. I, I'm a fan at heart and, and I love it. And I am totally a fan and I'm very fortunate to play music as well. And, and I love hearing the fan stories, man. It's not, and not just about Drowning Pool. Like there's always, you know, like Drowning Pool, we have our fans, but I love hearing like the first time they saw this band and that band, hear about their bands. And, and I love even being turned on to new music I might not have heard about, which is kind of rare between Jason and us, man. We're always checking everything out, but um. You know, they know our story and I love to hear their story, man. It's, it's all about coming together and having a great time with it, dude. It's, it's the best, man. And, and again, with the stories, I got the man, I got to play with Head. You know, we did um, Roots that year, man. I got oh, to yeah. do, and Jeff Tatum, my God, can I share some story, stories? Yeah. This one at least. Yeah. So um, I must in 2018 and, um, you know, usually when you do stories, you play like two or three songs with other, other, mm-hmm. other band members and stuff. So, it was on there to do Silent Lucidity, like the rock version with Bumblefoot and Jeff Tate and the full band. And they decided to make that an, an acoustic, you know, an acoustic version on the uh, big tier, the four story, you know, middle of the ship stuff. So the atrium. Yeah. The atrium. And like five minutes before they went on, I just went there and said, Hey, Bumblefoot, man, I was looking forward to playing the song with you. Um, that's cool that you're doing the Jeff Tate thing. Cause the year before they did their acoustic set and it was freaking amazing. Everybody's crying and stuff. And he's like, well, Hey man, you want to come on up and play right now? And I was like, now, <laughs> and yesterday he looks at me and, and I was and you know I, I kind of known about it but I didn't really know him so I was like Mr. Tate I promise you <laughs> and they're like where's the guitar one of the randoms had the guitar and they hand me a guitar and then Bumble was like yeah well would you cut some changes because uh, it's acoustic and do this and do this and this you got it it's like two minutes one minute and go and I get on stage and you see me take my hands and just wipe my sweaty palms on my pants I'm like here we go and I went into the song and uh, I got to play with Jeff Tate and Bumblefoot. And again, all these people in front crying. It's a beautiful song. And I'm glad that uh, I had it down. I'm singing harmonies. And, and it was it's a great experience, man. Like that. Yeah. Since then, I'm friends with Jeff Tate now. He, he asked me literally the next day, where were you doing? We're at Cozumel. Like we're going to a friend of ours bar called Wet Willie's. He's like, I'll meet you at lunch. I'm like, sure you will. And here he comes rolling up. Him and his wife. He's like, hey, what's up? We're here. And uh, friends with Jeff, Jeff Tate ever since, man. There you go. All right. Look at that. Bringing the world together. So Jason, uh, let me ask you, have you, have you ever been on a ship, dude? Have you been on a cruise? No. Have you been on a boat at all? Define boat. Anything that was on (laughs) water, that's a a raft and bigger. You've never been on a boat. Oh my God. I think I went uh, one time to see some dolphins and something and I got really sick and I just sat in a dark corner the whole time. I didn't see many dolphins at all, and that was my one experience. So, get ready. Get ready to live. Yeah. Dude, the boat is so big, it's, it, you don't really feel it. You don't, I mean, unless it's rough at sea. That first year, man, it was pretty rough. Um, a lot of people were getting sick and stuff. 
Oh yeah, I'm not worried. Fine. I'm not worried at all. Because oh, yeah, man. The rock, the metal will see me through. So CJ, we got you. We got you, Stevie, and Mike doing stowaways to double duty. I think we'll probably be dragging Jason up there as well. I'm sure we'll uh, finagle him into something. I heard there's some special stowaway stuff happening, and I don't know if I can or cannot talk about it, but there was. <laughs> hey, he, well, you probably know Chad, do you know what he's talking about? Because I don't. I don't. All right. Well, good. No. You, good. Stump the stumpers. Yeah. Stump the stumpers. <laughs> will be part of the stowaways this year doing a lot of fun things. A lot of fun things. It's rock and roll. It's fun. It's amazing. You mentioned something earlier, uh, CJ, because you have been on the boat so many times. Um, you know, one of my favorite parts about either playing the ship or, you know, be, now being in the situation the host is like is seeing the new bands that I haven't ever heard of before yeah. or uh, maybe heard a little bit about but really don't know much, too much about or like watching the fans get excited about some band I never heard about uh, yeah. getting announced. Is, is there anything that like, for instance, the last couple of years that just you blew you away that like you had no idea about it. Until there was a sure. handful of bands, but you know, I'm going to just say this, not just because like we're friends and all that too, but like Howard the Hero, man, when he was on there, dude, he just came out. It was like 1, 1 p.m. and he was jumping off the speakers and he was going nuts. And stars were bringing a metal. It, it's, you don't know what to expect with Howard. You think it's, you know, this is rap rock. What is this? And he's just, Rah! yeah. Yeah. Um, I still have that video on my phone. And I still watch him. He was, he was one of the new ones that, that, that brought him. And there's been so many great fans. Hey, do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions Good. that some of the ship rockers have provided for us? Is that cool? Oh, yeah, let's ask some questions. All right, man. Uh, Joe Birch, again, guys, I may ask her, these aren't walk the plank ones. I'm just asking questions because some of them are here and they're not posed as walk the plankers. So let's just ask these questions. Joe wants to know, what's your most memorable moment you've had as a musician? I need an answer from both of y'all, by the way. Both of us? Most memorable one, man. That's ooh. <laughs> Out of Hard the to narrow down to just one. Hard just to narrow. Yeah. What comes first to mind? Um, for me, okay, I have a great moment. Um, it's with Jason Moreno. We did. Um, it was the last time we got to go overseas, which we are again doing U USO show. And um, I don't know if it was Camp Burian. I'm, I'm trying to remember what show it was, but there were so many troops out there, and then they jumped on the stage. And there was a pit going in the crowd and then there's a pit going on our stage. So I had to jump on my cabinets and playing on my cabinets. And then I jumped on, into the pit that was on the stage and I'm going around on top of that pit <laughs> and it's right back on the cabinets. Um, that was an amazing moment. That was pretty yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Remind us again, where was this at? I think it was, was it Camp Burain? It was in Kuwait. Uh, oh, okay. Was, yeah. So uh, there you go. God bless the troops, man. I'm telling you. Whew. We had, we had, <laughs> we did attack the stage and had a pit going on, on the stage while we we're playing. Yeah. Nuts. How about you, Jay? What's happening? <laughs> what happened? You were on the pit in the stage. I was on the pit on the ground. I had, I was oh. wireless that night. So I had run down into the crowd. Uh, your right. most, yeah, your memorable moment jumping to mind was positive. I remember one of the first shows I had with Johnny Pole, and it was just like into the deep end. It was a festival. I remember Tesla was there. I remember Motley Crue was there. And, you know, you got to think, man, I went from, you know, a local guy, you know, thinking, you know, from Motley Crue, your first show. And now you're like, you're going <laughs> to, yeah, man, I remember being mortified and I was ready to quit. Like, for real. Like, I told Stevie, man. I was like, I can't do this, man. Like, I can't. Yeah. And, we didn't uh, stay into it. We just said, hey, <laughs> open it for my the crew, and you just join the band and go. Let's see what happens. Think it's what. <laughs> right. So, I remember, that's probably one of my most memorable moments. I remember you throwing, uh, we played, uh, I think it was Kansas. Uh, remember that whole uh, 2K scare back in the day, I think? 2012 was happening. Yeah. I remember mm -hmm. Remember CJ dismantling Mike's drums and throwing them across the stage? That was pretty memorable. I was I was lit up that night. Remember that? I, I was trying to have sex with the blow up Santa Claus during Seven Dust set, and they were cool, and they let me do it for a little bit, and then then I got <laughs> so that. Off. They were cool, and let you do it for a little bit. <laughs> I, like, I like your story. Like, just, I'm almost done. <laughs> I'm almost done yeah. with Santa Claus I'm on Seven Dust stage. I'm blowing up in Kansas City, big <laughs> rock show, man. And 2012. <laughs> Is it gonna? We're gonna be here tomorrow, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to narrow it down to one. Another question yeah, we have really is from, cool. from Jennifer Lowe. She wants to know, and again, I need an answer from both of y'all, if you don't mind. If you could go back in time and meet a musical artist, who would they be? Back in time. 
Mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury. I would meet Freddie. There you go. Okay. You already hit it out of the park. Yeah. Good one, man. That's awesome. Awesome. It's tough, man, because, like, I mean, you know, some of my favorites, some aren't, but uh, you just want somebody who's passed away, going back in time and meeting them. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind having a sit down with, with George Harrison, man. I thought he wrote some pretty awesome stuff. He certainly did. What was it called? The Quiet Beetle? It's the quiet one, but he had a lot to say. Yes, he did have a lot to say. I'll tell you what, I will stack uh, all things pass against any Beatles album. That solo album of his is insane. Dude. He yeah. tried so many different So good. Yeah, stuff. so good. It's one of those like hidden gem type things. Man, that's awesome. You know, man, I, this, I like talking with you guys. Man, this is cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to do Walk the Plank. Uh, Chad, you want to ask these gentlemen your question? And then I'll ask yeah. mine, and then we do have one from, uh, well, from, from a ship rocker. Okay. So what's the most significant problem facing the world, CJ? The most significant problem facing the world today? Yeah. The most significant one. Um, that's tough. You know what? Uh, I don't know if it's because I grew up in New Orleans and, and, and music kind of brings us all together. I just wish we all, I don't know, just, we all people of planet earth. And we, if we could do away with like, not that I'm trying to, or John Lennon here, Beatles, like, you know, countries or, you know, he said religion and stuff. We, we can all just be people together of the earth and just like, you know, you have your needs, I got my needs and just listen to each other. I think that would be great if we could figure that out some sort of way. Um, that would help the situation, you know? I mean, but there's a lot of things we can all, we're all angry about. We can be bad about, but you know, maybe we should focus on the things that we have that we're lucky about and, and be grateful for that. I don't know. I agree. It's a beautiful answer. How about you, Jason? What do you think? Oh man. The most significant problem facing the world. In your opinion. In my opinion. I think I'm of the mind of CJ. I think that's unfortunately a long list and very hard to, narrow down just one, I think. Uh, on a world level, I mean, I, I don't know. Problem? Hell, man. <laughs> so many. <laughs> I don't know. Hunger? Hunger That's affects it. the entire world, right? Climate? Climate. That's another great one. Thing. I, mean, I, I, I guess yeah. we, could just, we could go down the list. We just go through it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I yeah. as a person, uh, power went out for as a person whose power in their neighborhood went out for the past two days, with along with the internet because of the heat spikes and the, the floodings that have been happening on all of the uh, highways and people losing their homes and lives. Uh, recently, in the past couple of days, I would have to say that the uh, climate is a huge one, um, and um, you know, in order for us to keep this beautiful world and the people on uh, that inhabit it. Uh, alive we're gonna have to do something about that Did for you sure. notice when everybody stopped driving cars and stuff when, when covid first happened how like everything seemed like nice and pure and i could breathe again i was living in downtown los angeles there, the man. i don't know <laughs> i was living in downtown los angeles at the time and i had never seen some of the buildings that i saw from my window uh until the smog cleared up about right. a month and yeah it was crazy i was like wait what you can see right over there yeah, seriously. That's my question. All right. My question is this. You guys are both tasked with running a marathon, so 26.2 miles, and you have to listen to one album on loop. What are you going with? <laughs> I got an answer for that. Three and a half, well, if you're lucky, three and a half, four and a half hours of the same album, and it still has to motivate you the entire time to get that damn 26 mile in. What are I you got going the answer, with? man. Vulgar display what? of power, Pantera, hands down. Okay, right to it. I'll put it on right do now. Not, do, you, do you not think you'd be worn out by like the 17 mile with that one? Um, I listen like to it kind of on the daily because I'm just a fan, you know. Sure, of course, Brand of family. course. It never gets old to me, man. That that that's the most brutal metal that ever, ever, man. That that's like the most intense. That's the, the gods of metal right there. Yeah, it'll make you walk through walls. That's for sure. Uh, Jason, I mean, what are you listening to for 26 miles? <laughs> So brutal. <laughs> can it be like a greatest hits? It can be record? anything you want, man. You can listen to like okay. NPR talking about bug life. I don't know anything. <laughs> I would pick um, a compilation of eighties hits. What do you get to make from 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 this? You know, from many different artists. Just the eighties 
super duper. Here are the hits from the eighties and run for ever. What do you open them with? Missing persons. What's that? Wait, what, you say? What, you say? <laughs> what are you gonna open with? Missing persons or something? Oh. What are you gonna open with? Sure. Make it work. Yeah, yeah, man. Why not? I get it. Why not? You're gonna so basically you're gonna run the new wave the entire time. That's amazing. I like that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I would have went. I, my, personally, I would have put something on that annoyed the shit out of me. You know, like to where like it was like get it over with. First. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm gonna fucking get this thing. Oh, wow. So Lou Vega, Lou Vega. Yeah. Ah, you, the band you hate the most and run for 21 miles and you <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna finish this so fast. <laughs> or Chad, what if you why don't you just listen to a yes album? You only got through the first side by the time you got done and you gotta keep running <laughs> until you finish the goddamn It's a thing. double whammy for me because I fucking hate yes too at the same time. So like it's just like it's an easy win. That's a great that's how a great dare point. you curse the great John Anderson. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, hey, this isn't so much a stumper question, but I'm curious too. I, I can kind of figure it out. But well, Jason's kind of stumped me now. So, who in your childhood, when you were a child, during your childhood, who is the first artist you ever listened to that, in, like, basically said, "I'm going to be that"? Oh wow, I'm going to be that the first man. Well, that's a musician. And, that's that's yeah. I don't know if, if, if in all honesty, I ever really gave it much style. Like, I'm going to be this musician. And okay, gonna... well, then what was the first album that affected you as a child or kid, teenager, whatever it may be? You know, I remember my mother um, singing along to Led Zeppelin and the Beatles. And that music was the first, like, because then I would go and I would hunt out her Beatles records. And I remember the White Album really impacting me and Revolver. She took me to see Eric Clapton. I think I was five years old. I remember I fell asleep. Wow. So probably that. I remember I I, I saw a, I heard Queen. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer now. After all that <laughs> shit, I'm gonna answer. Probably Freddie Mercury and Queen. Like the first, like you know, dose I got of that just blew my little mind. Either that or Duran Duran. But we'll That's go. God damn, he just keeps ticking my boxes, man. I'm like you, dude. I like heard sheer heart attack when it first came out. And me and my buddy used to listen to that thing on vinyl, just thing. And then obviously Duran Duran's Rio is like the greatest album ever dude, made. Duran Duran's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Great. So CJ, how about you, bud? I remember the very first song I ever remember hearing um, as a child, um, just because I was a kid and uh, put the A track in and hit the, buttons because I'm that old I love it, and they came around super loud but uh, it was um, ABBA you know Dancing Queen was the very first song I remember ever hearing ever <laughs> ever in life it's I can't make this up bro that song's awesome Hey man, hey, don't laugh. And I and, and I repeat this story over and over. When we had Burton Bell from Fear Factory on here, the first album that turned him on to anything was Air Supply. So Air you're supply, in, yeah, yeah. 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 Go figure. <laughs> so, hey, that was Jennifer Lowe, by the way. Jennifer, you are the winner tonight of the gift certificate to our merch store. So congratulations. Heather will get with you and figure all that stuff out for you. You did it. You freaking did it, Jennifer Lowe. Yeah. It's, it's, so so it's Karen Gaffney, try again next week. I'm sure you will, darling. Chad, man, I got to rock out on stage with Chad, man. That was fun. Remember that? Yeah, I got to I got to totally embarrass myself on stage with you. It was really great. It was a great moment. What song were you guys doing? <laughs> you know how you know how how earlier Jason's like, man, I, you know, I, the, you're not really like, thinking when you're talking when we were doing the liners. It's like it's a lot for me to remember. And you're like, well, you're the vocalist, right? Which is what Justin says. I'm like, that's not how it works. It's like a min, all of the things that are happening at the, in the the earth around you. Uh, is are constantly taking your attention, and then you put in a little bit of like, oh my god, I fucking love this guy. He's playing on stage with me too, and, and then everything that you you were thought you remembered from that point forward just kind of goes away. At least for me, kind of just goes away. And unless it's muscle memory, uh, <laughs> I fucking lose it, man. It's Dude, always strange, out, man. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. But hey, what, what song like, were you guys doing? What was that word? Me? What, what was, was the song? Jay Z. It was Jay Z. You're doing Jay Z. Jay Z Lincoln Park. And my lady was on Lincoln Park. Jay Z. Man, we were rocking it out. It was awesome. It was fun. It was, and I had a great time, but I knew I fucked this one Shinoda part up, and I was like, I can't. 
I couldn't believe myself. I was like, can't hear myself. I fucked it up. I'm, I look like a fucking idiot up here. <laughs> I just walked away just feeling so defeated. But thank you very much for saying this, DJ. It was a pleasure. Yeah, that was a great time, man. Yeah. That's the beauty of Ship Rock. That's the beauty of the Stowaways, man. And, and that's something you only get to see, you know, once in a lifetime, every time you go on there. That's why it's... Like you that's, the beauty, that's the beauty of a fully intoxicated crowd. They don't remember that stuff. You're okay. <laughs> they don't remember. But I have a video. Yeah, but he has a video. Well, guys, uh, remember, guys, uh, starting September, the guys are going out with uh, Il Nino and Head PE and Electric Empire. Electric Empire for the uh, Brothers in Arms tour. Make sure to check that out. They're playing, well, pretty much every city in the United States. So there's plenty of opportunities to see them. And the new stuff's coming out before the end of the year. So get to know it word by word so that when we see them in January, you can sing every damn word back to them. When Jason is singing it right to your face, you can sing it right back at him. Jason Moreno. There you go, Jason Moreno. So uh, CJ, Jason from Drowning Pool, thank you guys so much for taking the time with us. We really appreciate your time. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Also, guys, the Sinner, the Sinner album is finally coming available on vinyl. So with the vinyl revolution, thank God, back on us. Go get your copy and go see them live because you can get all this really cool vinyl stuff. So yeah. It's the coolest. That's Different right. colorways, kisses and hugs. They hugs and kisses. Yeah. yeah. Stacking those on there for sure. <laughs> anyway, shirts. guys, they're going to be custom shirts yeah, on the road. <laughs> hey, guys, listen, thank you for listening to Making Waves, the Ship Rock Podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media family and the fastest growing music podcast in the world. We couldn't thank you guys enough for joining us every week and, and getting our numbers up. So um, just remember to rate, review, subscribe, and tell all your friends about us. Ship Rock 2022, guys. Shiprock.com. Go get a cabin if you don't have one, man. It's going to be worth it. The bill is ridiculous. And uh, we're going to be working through the artists who are going to be joining us on the cruise uh, all the way up until the cruise. And these gentlemen right here are going to be stowaways and the full band. And they're going to hit us with a bunch of surprises in January. So remember that. Also, guys, we couldn't do this show without a couple of folks. So let's thank Al McManus, our show producer, our show engineer, Jennifer Zito, our show coordinator, Heather Smith. And of course, Captain Alan Canning for letting all of this happen. I want to thank my co-host, Chad. Chad, as you know, is the host of Ship Rock 2022 and uh, the singer of Wilson. Go check out their stuff. If you have never heard of Wilson, go get their stuff. It's good yeah. for a bar fight. It's good for the... It's, it's bar fight music. For, oh, good bar fight music right there. <laughs> so uh, check, check that out. And uh, listen, guys, remember to always rock hard and vacation hard. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Also, this episode drops Monday, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Find it wherever you stream and we'll be on YouTube so you can see our wonderful faces. All right. Everyone have a good week. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate Bye. It. Thank you. Thank you. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.